remember when his mother's gear had been of the finest white felt and gifts had arrived almost daily. He supposed she had once been beautiful, her skin fresh with youth, where now it was seamed and coarse. Those had been different days, before his father had betrayed the Khan and been butchered for it like a lamb in the snow. Jochi. He spat again at the word, the name. If his father had bent to the will of the great Khan, Batu thought he might have been one of the warriors in red and black, riding tall among the filthy gares. Instead, he was forgotten, and his mother wept whenever he talked of joining a Taman. Almost all the young men of his age had joined, except for those with injuries or defects of birth. His friend Zahn was one, a mixed-blood chin who had been born with a sightless white eye. No one-eyed man could ever be an archer, and the warriors had turned him away with kicks and laughter, telling him to tend his flocks. Batu had drunk Irog for the first time with him that night and been sick for two days. The recruiters had not come for him either, not with the betrayer's blood running in his veins. Batu had seen them out looking for strong lads, but when their gaze passed over him, they shrugged and turned away. He was as tall and strong as his father had been, but they didn't want him. With a shock, Batu realized the riders were not passing through. He watched as they stopped to speak to one of his mother's neighbors, and he took a sharp breath in amazement as the old man pointed in Batu's direction. The horsemen trotted towards him, and he stood rooted, watching as they came closer. He found he didn't know what to do with his hands and folded them over his chest twice before letting them dangle. From inside the gare, he heard his mother calling some question, but he didn't reply. He couldn't. He had seen the man riding at the head of the group. There were no pictures in the poor gares, though one or two chin paintings had found their way into the homes of the wealthiest families. Yet Batu had seen his father's brother once. On a feast day years before, he had crept up close, peering between warriors for a sight of the great Khan. Ogadai and Jochi had been with Genghis then, and time hadn't faded the bright memory among the most bittersweet in all his young years. It had been a glimpse of the life he might have had before his father threw it all away for some petty squabble Batu didn't even understand. Ogadai rode bareheaded in armor lacquered shining black. He wore his hair in the chin style as a heavy rope falling from a top knot on a bare-shaved scalp. Batu drank in every detail of the man as his mother's voice called plaintively again from inside. He could see that the great Khan's son was looking directly at him and speaking, but Batu was tongue-tied, dumb. The yellow eyes were bright up close, and he was lost in the realization that he was staring at his uncle by blood. "'Is he slow-witted?' one of the warriors said. Batu shut his open mouth. My lord Ogadai is speaking to you, boy. Are you deaf? Batu found himself flushing with great heat. He shook his head, suddenly irritated to have such men ride up to his mother's gare. What would they think of the patched walls, the smell, 
the flies in the air. It was humiliating, and his shock turned quickly to anger. Even then, he didn't reply. Men like these had killed his father, his mother said. The life of a ragged son would mean little to them. Have you no voice at all? Ogadai said. He was smiling at something, and Batu responded crookedly. I have, he said. He saw one of the warriors reach down, but he didn't expect a blow, and he staggered a step as a mailed glove connected with the side of his head. I have my lord, the warrior said without heat. Batu shrugged as he straightened up. His ear was burning, but he'd known worse. I have a voice, my lord, he said, doing his best to remember the warrior's face. Ogadai discussed him as if...